Hey, golfers. What's going on? Welcome back to the podcast. Tim Connor here, PGA golf coach, instructor, all that stuff. What's important is that I've been helping players play better golf for a long time. And this podcast is my platform to, to help you, to give you a few more tools, resources, and best practices to help you inch towards your golfing goals. Now, I only really want to sell one thing, and that is hard work. I never want to spin it in a way that make it sounds like golf is easier than it really is. But what I want you to know, although golf is not easy, you can totally make progress. You just have to chip away at it and you have to work smart. That's the biggest difference I see between those that don't make progress and those that do. The people that work smart, they have a plan, they work on their weaknesses, they make progress. The people that just go out and beat golf balls without a plan, they eventually plateau and they run into that ceiling somewhere. All right, now, with that being said, I wanna give you some strategy today that could help you play better golf tomorrow. And really what I wanted to do today was talk through low-hanging fruit for scoring opportunity. Meaning, if you go out and you're gonna practice, you're gonna dig in, you wanna take your handicap from a four to a two, from a 30 to a 25, these are is a common way that you can get there. Now, let's first establish that more than 50% of the game is played from within 50 yards of the hole. I think that's an important framework to understand and a, a little bit of a mindset check because when you show up to practice, most people don't allocate that much of their time to practicing within 50 yards of the hole. Most people go hit a few nine irons, a few seven irons, a few drivers, and they go tee it up and they go play. They don't do too much on their short game. They don't work on their wedges. They don't work on their less than full swing wedges. And, and that's very much the foundation of a lot of scoring. Now, the interesting thing about wedges, although it is a huge part of your scoring, more importantly, you can practice your swing at a slower scale. So you can build good habits with your full swing. I just had this talk with one of my students today. And I feel it's very important that you understand that if you're out there practicing, you're probably going to get the most return on your time hitting your wedges. Because during that, you can really feel and understand things at a slower scale, at, at a pace at which you can be successful and build confidence and then translate those skills up. All right. So your wedges is kind of like the low hanging fruit to really build on some golf skills. Now, that said, today we're talking about lowering your score and what that means. And that means being much better within 50 yards of the hole with both your chipping and your putting. I wanna start talking about chipping strategy because I think a lot of people really struggle with their overall strategy when it comes to chipping. I always ask a player when, when they come in, is like, what, are, what do you chip with alongside the green? What is what do you, what does your shot selection look like? And they always say there's like, like they have a multitude of shots or clubs they might hit. They might hit a little bump and run or maybe they'll hit their sand wedge, or maybe they'll hit their 60 and maybe they'll hit a flop style shot. But kind of the common denominator is that there's always like a variety of shots that they might try to hit green side. And I think that's fine. And I do think long-term you, you do wanna have a variety of shots in your tool bag. In fact, you've heard me say on this podcast before, like you wanna practice building out all of your skills long-term because that creates the most well-roundedness. But if we're talking specifically to scoring, shooting better scores, the first thing to be really good at is one golf shot next to the green. Because with one golf shot, you can accomplish 90 to 95% of your tasks and take care of that with confidence. 
and then you can expand on top of that golf shot. What does that mean? Well, basically get really good at one shot and then be fancy later. Be effective and then be fancy. That's a good way to put it. Be effective and then be fancy. All right. Now the shot I like, our stock chipping motion should look something like this. And I will do my best to explain it in words. Our feet should be relatively narrow, say heels four to six inches apart. Our stance could be square to slightly open. I'm okay with either. In fact, I think most learners, new learners actually learn a little better with a square stance. Most advanced chippers will chip with a little more of an open stance because it makes it a little easier to turn. Either way, I'm cool. Be square, be a little bit open, be feet together, and then be arms relatively straight. And what we're going, and we're gonna preload weight onto our front foot. Let's call it 70-30 front foot versus rear foot. We're gonna put the ball in the middle of our feet and we are going to have that club face square to slightly open. The important part of this is that we're not closing it down and hooding it a lot because we want to utilize the bounce of our club, which is the back of your club, the sole of your club, to slide along the ground. Using your bounce creates a safety net. So if you are using the bounce of your club, you should be able to slide your club along the ground for say two to four to even six inches. And if you can do that, you've created a safety zone so you don't have to worry about chunking it or thinning it or any of that stuff. The bounce is ideal. Now, what I like for most people is that one club to be their sand wedge. 54, 56, I prefer it wasn't more lofted than 56. It could even be your 52. And I would just like you to become the master of that one tool and get really good at this one shot style and then be fancy later. So our weight is forward, our arms are straight, and we're using the bounce of our club. And then what we're gonna do from there is we're just gonna turn back and through. We're gonna allow our body to rotate and we're gonna keep our weight on our front foot. There's no weight shift here. And I want you to think this is a very pendulum-esque style motion where our arms are staying nice and straight. We're not using too much wrists. If that's the case, it should be very simple for you to return the club to the same spot that it started. And we want to breed confidence and we want to breed success. And we want you to be able to get up and down a lot. Like when you get good at this, you could get up and down 50% of the time or more for sure. And I know right now, most people are not getting up and down 50% of the time. Kind of begs the question to me, why would you have additional shots if you can't get up and down as often as you would want to be? Because I know with this strategy, it's the easiest way to become proficient first. All right, now you can do it the other way. You can do it the hard way. You can have multiple shots and try to be fancy around the green. And then you can come back later and say, hey, it's hard. It doesn't work like you would hope it would in an ideal world. And I agree. Start with one shot and just be good, be proficient. And you can totally use your practice time as an opportunity to practice additional shots. I'm in full support of that. But when you're out playing golf, just be good at that one shot. 54, 56, open the club face just a hair, feet together, weight forward, turn your body back and forth, keep everything relatively still, keep our arms straight, and, bring, and let our club return to right where it was with the golf ball. All right, y'all? That is kind of like low-hanging fruit for most because... Most people will struggle with their contact at some point, and this should be an easy fix for your contact. And once your contact is good, then you can really start to develop your feel and develop your, your style, if you will. Now, putting is also an important part of this, and we haven't talked too much about putting yet. Chipping, very important. Wedges have a high return on, on your full swing as well. 
but putting is every hole finishes with a putt. It's like so simple, but so complex. And a lot of people really struggle with their putting as a whole. So let's start with some basics. All right, let's start with the grip because there's a lot of grip questions about putting. When you grip the putter, I'm actually in favor of just about any kind of grip you might want to use. But what I would like is I would like you to be consistent and I would like your hands to be together, not separated. Our right hand is sucked up to our left hand or our left hand is sucked up to our right hand. Basically your hands are, are together and they're not separated. That basically encourages this pendulum-esque style motion that we want to encourage. It's the same in putting with some nuance that we'll go through. So we want this pendulum-esque style motion. I would also like your arms hanging relatively long and loosely. I don't want to see a lot of elbow bend. That's just another joint that can get you in trouble. I don't want to see a lot of wrist action. That's just another joint that can get you in trouble. What I want to see is a very shoulder-driven motion that with a pendulum-esque style stroke in which we're keeping our lower body really still. I find a lot of people actually move their lower body quite a bit when they're putting. And that's the difference between chipping and putting. Chipping, we do want our body to turn and move. Putting, we want our lower body to be very solid and we want our upper body to drive that motion. If you have a question of what that motion should be, what I would like you to do is put your hands on your shoulders and cross them. Let your arms hang down freely. And when your arms are hanging down freely, I want you to rock those arms back and forth. And, and if, if we're putting really well, what that should look like is those elbows are moving in a relatively straight line if they're hanging down. We're not going to see the elbows moving in and out. We're going to see them rocking in kind of like a parallel line to your putting stroke. That would be ideal. If we're talking about distance from the golf ball, your arms should be hanging freely and the ball should be relatively below your eyeballs. That's putting. That's fundamentals. I think your fundamentals are super important with putting. But then you still got to practice. You got to go dial it in a little bit. And what that means to me is there's two different styles of practice. There's practice aiming and practice with your distance. There's two separate buckets. Golf is basically distance and direction. So we're either practicing distance or we're practicing direction or we're practicing some combination of both. I like you to practice them both separately in the beginning. And I like you practicing your aim close to the hole, say from two to four feet. You can do things like set up a chalk line or use a mirror, but get used to what it feels like to point your putter at its target. That's practicing your aim and then just swinging and hitting them on target. I like a mirror, I like, I like a chalk line. There's a variety of ways to practice your aim, but practice it close to the hole, two to four feet. Get really good at aiming at what you want to aim at. Pick out things to aim at that are within six inches of your ball, inter intermediate targets to try to roll your ball over six to 12 inches. And then practice your distance and practice this separately. So when you're practicing your distance, you don't always have to hit to a hole. What you can actually do is just hit to the fringe or hit to the collar or hit to some distance. Distance is, is different than direction and it needs to be practiced as a skill. This is a major skill that a lot of people don't practice with focus. People will practice longer putts, but they're practicing to a target. So they're, they're kind of like dual tasking when you should be singularly tasking at some amount of time, really working on developing your distance control. So practice your distance, practice your direction with your putting. Your goal when you're outside of 20 feet or 15 feet is, or even 10 feet, is just to give yourself a next putt that you can make. And that is mainly distance control supplemented with direction. And then when you get close to the hole, 
two, three, four feet, that is mainly direction, less distance. Well, I hope I cleared things up for you today. I hope I didn't make it any muddier. If you have any questions, shoot them over to me via email. If you have topics you'd like to learn about, let me know because I don't know what you don't know. We're live on the YouTube channel. That'll be linked down below. So we got some visuals to support this stuff. We're going to work on building that out for all y'all. And uh, share this thing with a friend. That's, that's the number one thing you can do to help this podcast. Share it with a friend. Leave it a review. I appreciate y'all. And uh, keep working hard in the name of Better Golf. We'll catch you back here same time, same place next week.